This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And there you have it. That is the one Jason Peters, uh, when asked on Good Morning Football on NFL Network about the Carson Wentz situation, spoke about fans being tough in Philadelphia. We've been discussing that. We've been discussing the Phillies and Odubel Herrera, uh, which is a uh, kind of a very serious conversation, but one that needs to be had. A little bit of 76ers, nice enough to join us on the line to discuss all matters uh, from Working the Beat podcast, along with Mike Kern. He is the opposite of that Kevin Cooney. What's up, Kev? How are you, John? How are things? Uh, Kev, things are interesting, to say the least. There's so many um, topics right now in Philadelphia sports. Some are of a more serious matter. Some are more lighthearted. And I need to discuss all of these with you because this is this is what you're best at. Um, Kev, you just heard uh, what Jason Peters had to say, uh, basically saying that it's tough to play in Philadelphia. And I was... When I first heard him say that, I was aggravated. I'm like, I'm like, there's there's ways to describe it. I'm like, come on, you've been playing here, you know, for a very long time. You're going to be retired as a Philadelphia Eagle, probably be in Canton one day, and you're making it seem like the fan base is way too tough. This isn't somebody who was here for a cup of coffee. Um, Kev, are fans in Philadelphia too tough on players? Well, you know, Jason Peters has been skating for like the last three years, so I think he really should probably take a break and a, and a deep breath at this point because, to be honest, uh, you know, look, he, he was great for a long time in his career. He was a – he is a future Hall of Famer. But let's also be honest, the last three or four years of his time with the Eagles has been uh, less than stellar, yeah. let's put it that way. Yeah. And so I think for him – to get all critical about the fan base and the way they treated Carson Wentz. And look, I, I, I don't, I, I, you know, I'm not a big believer that the Eagles should have got rid of Wentz, that I thought Wentz did get a, a little bit of a raw deal there from his organization. Mm-hmm. But how was this, how was the fan base too critical of Carson Wentz this year when they weren't in the stands? Yeah. Like, is it is it because he was listening to stations like this? And if that's the case, then, Jason Peters probably should should find another, uh, uh, you know, some music choices or something that he should listen to if he's that sensitive. It, it, it's just mind-boggling that Jason Peters decided to make an issue of this. Kev, do you think that uh, a lot of the players uh, of the last 15 or so years are, I don't want to say too sensitive, but they're not properly groomed and prepared to deal with criticism? Yeah, and I think if you look at it, you know, look, it, it goes beyond 15 years. I mean, you could go back to 1999 with Donovan McNabb and how McNabb held that grudge from, from draft day all the way to the time he left here, despite the fact that Donovan if you looked in those stands, most of the fans in this town were, you know, were hardcore Donovan McNabb fans. 
So it's not just like in the last five, 10 years. We're talking 20, 25 years. But I mean, John, you, you've talked to some players and I've talked to some players over the years about this. The, the, the ones who handle this town the best are the ones who, to be honest, don't give a you-know-what mm-hmm. about what the fans have to say. Yeah. You know, they go out, they do their business, and that's all they do, and that's all they worry about. And I think, you know, you better have – you better not have rabbit ears here. And I do think that it is more in the DNA now of a professional athlete to be sensitive to everything because you see it maybe more with social media, mm-hmm. and you also hear it more with, with the way sports talk is. Would you say that Philadelphia is uh, a more critical fan? Is the most critical fan base? Uh, like, like you know, with Jason Peters' comments, he did it on a national platform, so you know that narrative is going to be spun again by a national host who has nothing sure. else to talk about that day. So that, that's why I'm, I'm kind of you know dancing this uh, or, or you know just bringing this back to your attention and, and your thoughts on it. Is the fan base in Philadelphia more critical than any other? I don't think it's more critical than New York or Boston. I, I, you know, I think every town in a, in a passionate city, you know, yeah. Do you think Red Sox players get off easy for, you know, criticism? No. I mean, that's a 24 seven operation in Boston, Mm -hmm. the Yankees and the, and the Mets and, and the giants in New York are the same way. Now, sure. Are there places? St. Louis is a place where nobody ever criticizes anything. So you could skate through on that. I would say, yeah, you know, there's other Midwest towns who are like that as well. But, I, you know, I don't think it's prohibitively worse here than, it's, than it is in other passionate, big sports cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. So um, Howie Roseman uh, is, I, I'm giving this man credit, doing what he does best at working the numbers and restructuring contracts right now. Jason Kelsey, we found out, is coming back for 2021. Lane Johnson, Brandon Graham, Darius Slay, among those that we are aware of whose contracts are being restructured in order to get the franchise back underneath the salary cap. Uh, these moves that are being made have been met with some criticism, Kev, as some feel that this team should just turn the page and move on if there's a way to do that financially rather than bringing some of these guys back. Um, how do you feel about what Howie is doing uh, to this point, Kev? Well, uh, let's break this down. I mean, if you're talking Kelsey and Johnson, well, you got to protect your quarterback. So, I mean, those are two of your best offensive linemen. And so, you know, until you get replacements in, in, in a way – um, you know, to make sure Jalen Hurts or whoever they decide to line up behind center, uh, you know, behind Kelsey next year, you got to make sure that they're protected in some form. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, you kind of grin and bear it on that. Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham is a, is a hero in this town. He, he's willing to work his contract. I don't have a major problem with that. But at some point you do have to say goodbye mm-hmm. to some of these people. And I think that that's one thing, Howie, Howie never learned, and John, you and I have talked about this in the past. Howie never learned from what Howie and the Eagles never learned from the Phillies playbook of when is it time to say goodbye to guys, and yeah, the core players of a championship team. Because when you fall in love with them, you end up in a deep rut, right. and that's exactly what's kind of happened here, or what I think is going to happen with this Eagles franchise, because they've held on too long, and now you're looking at a major rebuild that's going to be coming. And it still looks like they're putting the, 
you almost hate saying it. It's almost like they're putting the minimum payment on the credit card bill, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the debt is still there. Right. Uh, final Eagles question I have for you. Uh, it has to do with the draft, which we've discussed uh, you know, discussed numerous times, but um, it, it has been suggested many times over, whether it be by beat writer, host here at WIP, or caller, that it would be wiser for Howie if the opportunity presents itself to trade down a couple picks and get more picks. You know, you know, and 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 you know, you, the more picks, the better. My feeling is there's he's sitting at sixth overall with the ability to get a consensus pick, which is. We know how Howie's draft record. This is a uh, this would be a, a can't miss, right? These are the the top eight or nine guys are uh, are considered the guarantee for the NFL to be potential stars versus you know uh, you know the the next tier of players. Uh, where do you stand on that uh, conversation, Kev? Right now, uh, I think that they have to pick at six and, and get because you're so devoid of talent in so many different areas. And I get that the that would lend you to believe well. You know, you trade the pick if there's, especially if you're not planning on taking a quarterback, you trade the pick and you try to, to maximize whatever you have. I, I get that understanding, but they're in such dire need of an automatic, of a, of a guy who, to be brutally honest, that the front office can't mess up. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm, if I'm Howie Roseman, I stay, I stay at six. I look and see what the wide receiver core is uh, situation. Look at maybe I'm like a Parson as an off- as a linebacker, excuse me, uh, the kid from Penn State. I would not trade back because I think if you trade back, again, you may get too cute and you may end up with nothing given what your track record of picking in the mid-teens to late 20s has been. Kev, uh, we now turn to your foremost expertise in baseball. The Phillies' uh, Grapefruit League schedule well underway. The largest topic, the big topic of conversation, not Bryce Harper, well, although he's being talked about, not necessarily the pitching staff, what is going to happen with center field? And uh, who many believe would be the odds-on favorite in Adam Hazley to win that job is now out for four weeks with, uh, is it a groin injury? I forget what the injury is, but he's out for, mm-hmm. four, but he's out for four weeks. The player on the position player who has gotten off to the hottest start, Oduble Herrera. Uh, Kev, I know this is a very touchy subject. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, should he be allowed to you know, win this job? You know, it's interesting because there are so many different avenues you could take with this. And Herrera served his suspension. He's basically had two years off when you consider, you know, he hasn't really played since Memorial day in 2019, which is when obviously the incident happened and all that. And the Phillies can say that you give a guy a second chance. And, and I understand that. And I believe Adubo Herrera has, has through his actions earned the right to play somewhere. The question is, is it healthy for Adubo Herrera to play here? Mm. And is it healthy for him? Is it healthy for the organization? Is it sending the wrong signal? It's such a mixed uh, message on this. My Here's my thing, John. If you look at the guys who they have who could play center field, Roman Quinn's always hurt. Mm-hmm. Scott Kingery is really a second baseman you're moving the center field. Obviously, Hazley's out to begin with, and there's questions about Hazley's offensive production. Herrera would look on uh, talent-wise to be the best of that bunch. The, pro- the problem is, again, 
what message are you sending if you keep him? A. B, what are you going to do when he's in 225 in the middle of May? Mm-hmm. You know, that that's the other part of this. It's it, – let's not be naive. Performance here is going to play a role in this too, that they're desperate for somebody in center field. And the the, 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 the kind of the, the – the, the, I'm trying to think of the right word. The, the mid-game factor on this is Herrera can look really good at times and it can look really awful. Yeah. So I mean, there, there's a con- there's a concept of is this worth the headache? Well, I'm, I don't think he, I don't think it is, but I do think that right now he may win it because to be honest, the Phillies' options there are so poor at this point. Well, there's an added uh, factor in this which I never expected. Kev, I need you to listen to this, and everybody in the listening audience to listen to this. Uh, yeah, Friday afternoon, Bryce Harper was asked about Oduba Herrera, his situation, being on the team, etc. Take a listen to what he said. Yeah, I mean, of course, I don't agree with what he did. Um, I don't condone it. Uh, it's something that just can't happen. Um, you cannot, you know, do that kind of thing in this world or in this life. Um, but you know, I'm not the maker. Um, I don't make. Uh, you know, I'm not a person that can. Um, make that decision of, of uh, you know, forgiving him or not forgiving him. Um, I'm not God. So um, I'm going to let Oduble do his thing and, and be him. And that's about it. Kev, that doesn't seem very welcoming from the franchise player. No, it doesn't. And that's one thing. Look, he, he, he has a voice in everything. We learned that this off season that Bryce Harper has a say, obviously the real Muda situation is, is a prime example of this. That when he talks, the organization listens. That doesn't sound like a guy who, to be honest, Bryce Harper necessarily wants. But going to be up to John. This is the problem, and I'm 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 going to let the Phillies off the hook on one thing. I think the way baseball, and this is something that's going to have to be addressed in the collective bargaining agreement. I think it's wrong for baseball to force a team to hold a guy on a roster if just because he's been suspended. And you know, look, he's got to get paid no matter what and all that. Mm-hmm. But I think. Baseball ought to give the team the right that they can invoke basically the punishment of we don't want you around anymore. And the Phillies have had to live with that over the last two years. Yeah. Um, I need to turn to basketball now, Kev. Uh, Joel Embiid, um, should we be appreciating him more? What we are watching, should we be appreciating it more? I, I think I think you should. I mean, I think I think most people do appreciate what he is. I mean, He's the most dynamic sixer. Well, Allen was dynamic in a different way. Mm-hmm. But Joel is night in, night out, the best player on the floor every time he steps on the floor. Yeah. Allen was the guy who kind of overcame hurdles and made himself great. And Bede is just natural talent. I don't think we've seen a player like that. Maybe since Barkley, maybe, maybe since Doc, who is every time you play – with the exception of maybe one or two teams, he's the best player on the floor and the biggest impact maker. Right. Uh, Kev, a final question I have, and it actually goes to hockey. You know, Claude Giroux's game Thursday against Pittsburgh when they were down 3 to nothing, came back 1-4-3. to Giroux had one heck of a game, and it certainly ignited this conversation again, which falls in line a little bit to the topic I just talked to you about, about Joel Embiid. Has Claude Giroux been underappreciated all this time, or has he been f- treated fairly? Well, I think part of the thing with Claude Giroux is the fact that the Flyers, with the exception of one of his first years, obviously, when they went to the finals and lost to the Blackhawks, 
Drew hasn't had that playoff run. Hockey is such a sport in this town where everybody only focuses. It's almost like, you hate saying it, it's almost like the NCAA tournament in basketball. Mm-hmm. You focus on only the end result. You don't follow the whole journey. You basically, a lot of people just tune in in April and May when it gets to the cup playoff and they make their decisions. And because Drew and the Flyers have been early exits for most of his career here, I think people dismiss him. But the idea that you know this guy is going to, by the time it's all over, be first or second in a lot of record books with this organization. Yeah. And he's going to have a borderline Hall of Fame case. I'm not saying it's a given, but I think it's a borderline Hall of Fame case. And it may depend, obviously, if this team gets to a final in the next couple of years. Mm. Yeah, I think he's going to be one of those guys we're going to look back years from now and go, wow, he was a really good player. He was a lot better than maybe we thought. Because, again, John, unfortunately, we, we notice hockey is a sport in this town that, for the masses, doesn't get focused on really until later in the year. Yeah, yeah and unfortunately, you are correct. Uh, Kevin Cooney, a brilliant job working the Beat podcast. Check out his latest uh, article for Philly Voice about how critical the 2021 season is going to be for this Phillies franchise. Uh, the link for that, as well as the latest episode of Working the Beat podcast, you should be following him on Twitter. If you don't, it's at Kevin Cooney. Kev, thanks, man. Uh, thanks, John. All right, the great Kevin Cooney. Nice enough to join us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.